0: Hey what's up y'all, it's your girl Gloria TP5 And I'm coming at you With Resurrected for a reason baby Yeah so today I'm gonna talk about You're a role model, whether you like it or not A lot of people come to me and say What? You're a role model, whether you like it or not And I was like, yeah, that's true that really is true because a lot of people look up to me that I don't even think are paying attention to what I'm doing. What With me, it doesn't matter if someone's in front of me or if I'm by myself. I act authentic all the time. That's just me. That's what I've learned over the years. If you're authentic and you're real and understanding and patient, you're most likely to have someone do the same for you. So whatever you give out is what you get back. That's what I'm saying. So um, I remember posting something on Facebook. And I remember I was having a bad day. And I posted something that one of my friends from church didn't necessarily like. And she said, you have to be careful what you post on Facebook. People are watching. And I'm like, yeah, I know people are watching. That's the whole point. And she said, do you know how many people look up to you? And I'm like, yeah, okay, right. And she's like, no, seriously. A lot of people see you as a strong, courageous woman who's been through a lot and handles herself well. And I'm like, okay, thank you for saying that. And she said, to me that people really do look up to me and I'm like look up to me and at that point in my life I was going through a lot like a lot of traumatic things have happened to me and I was dealing with it on my own because I didn't know what else to do. Because no matter who I told what was happening, they just brushed it off like it was nothing. And it's not important. So, who cares? Basically. And I posted it on there. Not what I said now, but the situation I was going through. And I couldn't get what she was saying at first. And I'm like, this is my personal page. If I want to express myself, I'm going to express myself. There was no foul language or anything like that. So I was like, okay, this is my opinion. This is my problem. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to vent. And um, with my personal page, it's only with family and friends that I know, right? And she told me, a lot of people at the church look up to you. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, okay. The reason why I said it like that was like, okay... There's so many more people who are older than me. So, shouldn't it be the other way around? And she said, people at church help each other. So, there really is no age as to someone... If it's someone older, that means they see you in a positive way. Because clearly you can't look up to someone who is younger than you. If you know what I mean. And... I spoke to my mom about it, and she was like, yeah, people do see you that way. You really don't know who, do you know who you are? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you don't seem very confident. And I'm like, that day I was not having a good day. I remember I was not feeling well when I told my mom about it. And I was dealing with a headache, and my stomach was turned in knots, um, I didn't. I, don't, I remember eating something the day before that I shouldn't have eaten. I think what I was eating was fine, but I think what happened was maybe it was too old or something like a few days older than it should have been. And I ate it anyway because there was no more food left in my fridge. Because I have a personal fridge, so I get my own groceries, right? And I woke up and I wasn't feeling well. And then later on, <laughs> my little friend decided to show up for the month. So I figured out what was going on. And my mom was looking at me like, do you realize who you are? And I'm like, yeah, I'm Gloria. She's like, no, do you realize how strong you are? And I'm like, "Uh, no, because <laughs> I was more worried about falling out or passing out from all the pain. Right. <laughs> and mom said to me. A lot of people admire you for how the way you deal with things and how you deal with people and how you struggle with a lot of things, but you're still pushing and you need to keep pushing because I'm proud of you. And I was like, wow, because I usually don't hear a lot of I'm proud of you's from my immediate family. Unless I've done something immediate. Like, say for example, I just finished singing a song. They'll say, I'm proud of you right away. They don't wait until it's like weeks later to tell me. So I was like, wow. My mom said that? I was like, wow, okay. Thank you. And she's like, no, really? Do you realize how strong you are? And I'm like, I don't feel strong right now. And she's like, that's because you're not feeling well. But... Take the time when you're not feeling the way that you're feeling or when you're feeling better and really think about what you did over the years. You're stronger than you think you are. I was like, okay. (laughs) And then she was right. I took a minute for myself and I really thought about what I have done over the years and how many people I've helped, how many people I've saved, how many people have come to church Or read the Bible or changed their way of life because of what I said or did for them. And that's where this comes in. You're a role model, whether you like it or not. So there are good role models and there are bad role models. We look up to our role models and we start acting and talking like them. We possibly start acting like what we are surrounded by. If you're surrounded with loving and caring and consistent, peaceful environments, you start doing the same things that are in those environments. Now, if you are surrounded with the opposite, it can be a disaster. Let's be real for a minute here, okay? Like, let's really dig deep into it. All of us are role models to someone, regardless of if we like it or not. Now, you ask me, when did I realize this? It blew my mind for a few years, and then it hit me like a ton of bricks. My first year at church, my first year at Howard, and my first year at Centennial College. Now, let's go back into the details. For a while, no one knew how how old I was when I went to Howard. They didn't have a clue. They thought I was 18 and 19 years old. I'm still not going to reveal my age because that's not important. But just know, they didn't see me as the age that I was. They thought I was a lot younger than what I was. And until they asked my second semester, they saw me as a responsible, productive student who was so focused on my minimal time for fun. Because I was known as D. Burkle's girlfriend. That's what they called me. That was my nickname. I had a lot of names, but that was one of them. And I was always in my room studying. Always in my room studying. Like, I didn't go anywhere. The only place I went was the grocery store. And then I would go to class. I would go for a walk. I would go to the park. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I would go shopping for whatever I needed. And Howard taught me so many things. And surely made me realize I was a role model. Even if I didn't want to be. And then, after a while, I said, you know what? God picked me to be a role model. And how did I know this? God kept sending broken people to me. And let me just say this. I was broken myself. But I was learning how to heal my cuts and my wounds of the abuse and the bullying and all that that's happened to me. Including my health issues. Because I've been on a roller coaster ride. But you know what? God is sitting right beside me during all of this. You know, and I also realized that I'm a good role model. And many people look up to me as they saw me as a young woman who always looked at the good part of life. And believe me, I've had a lot of bad situations. But I always had to look towards the front. and stop looking behind me. And my mom always taught me that. My mom taught me that. My sister taught me that. My Aunt Jean, both Aunt Jean's taught me that. My Uncle Bruce taught me that. A lot of people at church taught me that. A lot of my role models, positive role models, have taught me that. And that's why I say... Your role model, whether you like it or not. And then when I call up my uncles and my aunts and they say, thank you, I really look up to you like that. And they're like, wow. Some people get really surprised when you tell them that you're their, that they're your role model, you know? So being a role model is a tough journey. It really is. But you can really help people. With being a role model. And you know. With me. I act the same way. Regardless if someone's watching me or not. And I remember I learned that in philosophy. There's some kind of theory that said. In one of the chapters. Do you act the same way when people are watching you? Yeah. I do. In the beginning it wasn't like that. Because I didn't think anyone cared about me. Only time... I was visible was when I was on the floor having a seizure. No one cared about what I was doing or what I was in the very beginning. Like, no one knew. A lot of my family members didn't know that I had seizures until they, quite a few of them have experienced me having one in front of them, you know? But clearly, as I said, my health condition does not label me. Yes, I have it, but it doesn't have me. So let me get back to what I was talking about. Okay, so being a role model is a long journey. It's a tough journey, but you can also make it easy and fun. And just remember that God put us on this earth for us to look out for each other. Because some people can't look out for themselves. Some people really don't know better. Some people don't know they're acting the way they're acting because they're so used to it, it became or it becomes a habit. And then it's like, you know, some people who don't even care about themselves, they're not going to care about you. Some people who are frustrated with themselves, they're going to be frustrated with you. Some people who show bullying against you, they hate themselves. And I've learned I've learned that in the last several years, last five years, actually. So first, I had to accept that beyond my health, there is so much more that I could give, like I was talking about earlier. I became a role model to people I didn't know I had many names at Howard. Now, the names that I was called were good names, but I had a lot of nicknames at Howard. And they they became part of me because... It was the way I was acting towards people. At first, I was really scared and nervous. I was like, okay, I don't know how to speak. I don't know how to walk and talk and all that. I got to look the walk, um, look the look so that people don't bother me. Boy, was I wrong. It didn't matter the way I walk, talk, speak, look. I stood out, period. And I still don't understand why I did because I didn't wear anything that represented Canada or anything like that, I had to blend in, you know? So that I can learn the roots and learn what to do and what not to do. But as I was saying, I had a lot of names. Now, (laughs) let me go through these nine names that they called me. They called me Canadian Girl, Canada Girl, American Girl. That's all under one, right? And then they called me prayer leader because I remember at one point, I wasn't in a prayer team that year, but I noticed that a lot of people in my dorm building were going through a lot of trauma and a lot of people were going through stress and loss of family members and things that have happened. And I was like, okay, I can't push God on them, but I can definitely pray for them because I'm not going to go door to door and try to be um, those, you know, those people that used to go around and pass out Christian books, Bibles and things like that. Um, I didn't want to be that because I already knew a lot of the time it was annoying in my neighborhood. So I didn't want to become that. So I said, um, I'm gonna type up a prayer. And if you go on YouTube page Howard University, best no Howard Howard, sorry. I'm thinking about another page. A page that I used to go on, where was that? Howard? Um no, it's called Howard four best years of my life and beyond I actually read the the prayer that I posted on the doors and the walls of Howard so that people knew that they were loved and that they weren't alone and the funny thing was I didn't sign my name to it but I remember that year I was working front desk and a lot of people like you put that prayer didn't you and I'm like how would they know it's me I didn't sign my name No one saw me put any of them up. So I'm thinking, how did they know it was me? And they're like, you're just so gentle and understanding and loving. And you're always praying for people. So I know it's you. You did it. And I'm like, I didn't admit to it. But I was like, maybe it's me. Maybe it's not. (laughs) And then every other... uh, I would always be posting nice quotes. Things that would be inspiring to people because... There was a lot of students that were going through things, but they weren't able to discuss it because they were going through so much pain and they really didn't know who to talk to about these things. So let me get back to the list. Doctor. My friends call me the doctor. I'm not a doctor, but I do a lot of research on things and I've learned over the years with a family who has a lot of um things that cause a lot of things that run in the family that are different health conditions I would research them and help everybody with it. I would like text them, okay, this is where I got this, the references, this is what it's saying. And you can see on my um my Howard best four years of my life um YouTube page Um, I have health tips on there. I have relationship tips on there. And I also have um, things that I've learned at Howard University in different videos. And even till this day, friends of mine call me up and say, Gloria, is it going to rain tomorrow? They'll be like, I'm like, why are you asking me? They're like, do you have a headache? And I'm like, why are you asking me that? They're like, you always say you have a headache when it's going to rain. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What am I, the weather detector? You know? (laughs) Let me get on to the next one. Chicken lady. I was always cooking my chicken. Always cooking my chicken. And as I was cooking my chicken, people always say to me, why don't you just cook every day? And I'm like, no, I need to prepare ahead of time. And then many a time my mom would say to me, she always brings this up, like every other month. Remember the... Three Little Pigs and how one built their house with straw, one built it with something else, and then the third one built it with bricks. Um, Basically, she's saying that I don't wait for something to happen. I prepare ahead of time. And that's the truth. Like, for me, I have a medicine package. I pack all my medicines for the whole week. I have an aspirin thing in my bag just in case something happens to, to my mom and my dad because they have blood, high blood pressure. And um, each of them has experienced some kind of a stroke feeling um, or a heart attack issue. Um, I cook my food for the week and I put it in my fridge. Um, I'm always preparing ahead of time. So, also they called me poet, because I remember performing at Slow Hall um, for open mic night twice. Um, they, as I said, they called me Steve Urkel's girlfriend because I was always studying. Like everyone would say, "Come on, let's go to a party." I'm like, "No, I have a thirty percent grade on this, so I'm gonna be studying." Thank you. And they called me the green teen leader. At one time, one girl thought I was the RA. <laughs> it was so funny. I was walking down the hallway. And I was just roaming the halls. Trying to check things out. Because I knew it was a very quiet building. I just felt like roaming the halls. Right? So, this girl comes. And she starts crying. Whining. And I'm like, yeah, she snuck a man into her room and she's like oh my gosh don't tell anybody i'm sorry i won't i'm like i'm not the ra and you could need to relax right so i'm like she already thought i was the ra <laughs> but a lot of people said i should have been an ra because i know so much about the building but for me if i'm living somewhere i need to know who's living there and and the type of people that i'm living with you know just Uh, just to be ready for anything that could possibly happen. And, yeah, so let's get to, I have a little bit more to get through. So, when I came back from Howard University, I became a lot more involved with my church. And as I said before, I was in a lot of things. Bible study, choir, prayer night. I would always help volunteer and fundraise and one day I was having a bad day and what I typed upset a friend like I said in the very beginning and I realized that people are really listening to you doesn't matter if you type it it doesn't matter if you text it if you talk it people are really watching and it's like it really makes you mindful of how you act When it comes to negativity. And I've learned how to cope with negative feelings and how to deal with negative people. And being a role model is not easy. Being a role model is not the easiest thing. But it can help save someone's life. And a lot of people ask me, what keeps me going? What keeps me living the way that I'm living and waking up in a way that I used to? In the past, you know how I used to wake up? I would say, God, why am I awake? Just let me die already. Now, a lot of people say, you really used to say that? And I'm like, yup, I did not want to live. I didn't want to live. I didn't care about life at one point. That was like my high school days. And then now I wake up and I say, Thank you, Lord. I'm breathing. I'm functional. I have all my senses. Now who can I help today? And you asked me, when did that change? It changed when I went to Howard. Howard. That's why I keep saying Howard University saved my life and changed my life. And you ask me, what keeps me going? My prayer, my prayers, God keeps me going. My real, authentic friends keep me going. My church, my support groups, my voice, and my struggle. My struggle is my blessing. And we'll get to that later on in the podcast episodes. Let me ask you one thing. Do you see yourself as a role model? Well, guess what? You are, whether you like it or not. Think about who you are and who you are as a role model. You may be surprised that even the older individuals may see you as one, like I said in the beginning. If you want to be a good role model and you want to continue to be here for someone and not just yourself, I have a few things that you can do that gives you an idea of how to be a good role model. Number one, you have to know that you exist in this world. You exist in this world and you are important. You are important to others, and you are valuable. And you have to learn how to be important to yourself. You have to know how to love you. And once you do, life becomes so much easier. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be truthful. You have to think about the bad role models that you had in your life. And why they were like that. What caused them to be like that? And do the opposite of what they're doing. Not necessarily with coping, but the way they act negatively towards people. You have to reflect on your goals and your challenges and your struggles. Not everyone has the same struggle. What I mean by this, let me, perfect example White supremacy. White privilege. All of that. And you say, why am I bringing this in here? Let me just explain this. I have white friends. I have black friends. We. Have had to deal with slavery. Questions and. Why this and why that. And. I have a specific friend, and (laughs) he's a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, and he said to me, what is it like to be black in Canada? I'm like, it's the same as it is in America. It doesn't change from country to country. If you're black, you deal with the issues, regardless of where you are. But I un- he's like, well, I understand. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You want to understand. You do your research. You figure out what has gone on in the past. But until you are a black individual... You cannot understand or feel fully what we have to deal with and continue to deal with as a black person. It's just like me saying, someone saying, oh, I understand what you're going through as an epileptic. No, you don't. You want to understand, you want to be supportive, and that's great. But you cannot understand what it's like to be epileptic until you are an epileptic. So let me continue with, the tips of being a good role model you must reflect on your good moments as well and ask yourself how did I deal with that do I wish to continue to act that way good moments and bad moments you have to ask yourself what is the situation Regardless if someone's watching me or not... How am I going to react to this? And you need to ask yourself... If I was in that person's shoes... How would I react? But if you can't seem to fit yourself into their shoes... I would honestly ask someone else's Because sometimes we get stuck. Sometimes you just can't figure out... Say for example... Trump, I don't have a clue as to why Trump acts the way he does. But all I know is I have to pray for this man. I don't know if there are Trump lovers out there or people who despise Trump or even keep track of what he's doing. But I know this. Trump needs Jesus. That's all I'm going to say. And I have to continue, we have to continue to pray that he does what is right. Next, you need to work on your soul. What traumas have prevented you from acting correct? What people has blocked you from feeling that you are important? what out there is preventing you from doing what you have to do but the traumas let me tell you childhood trauma teenage trauma whatever it is but it usually begins when you're a child or a teenager that kind of trauma can travel with you throughout your life if you don't deal with it and that can block the way that can block the way you act It it blocks you from acting correctly because you're just so angry and depressed and frustrated inside. When you deal with that, you can free your soul from all that trauma. And also, you can get counseling. And I know a lot of people say, oh, just pray. You can pray it away. No, no. You can't always pray it away. Sometimes you need to speak to somebody face-to-face, one-on-one. And sometimes you can't speak to your family about it because they're one-sided. Sometimes they're one-sided and they can't see what you're going through until it happens to them. Or they're just blocked because they'll be like, oh, that person's not that way. I don't believe that. Yada, yada, yada. And then you're stuck in the cold. You're like, hold on a minute. They really don't believe me. But yet that's what really happened. And then you give up. And you ask yourself... Oh, why should I even bother? Because I've been through that a whole lot. <laughs> and i realized that... Sometimes it feels like it's yourself against them. But you you, you don't want to deal with that. You, you, Not necessarily deal with it. But you don't want to categorize it like that. Categorize it, sorry. Like that, you know? And... um, When you see things that way... You really need to step outside the situation of people who are not involved and talk to someone who's been through it, a similar thing so that with being a role model if you haven't dealt with the traumas and the difficulties and the challenges that you've had you can't help someone else cuz it won't be it won't be as authentic as it could be and um me get to the last four um you need to share your values and empathy and patience with other people. Not everyone deals with things that the way that you do. Not everyone can can transfer information into action. Not everyone can understand the way things are done for a purpose. And you need to demonstrate self-respect if you want to be A good role model. You have to resist temptation. As hard as it is. If you have. Say for example. You and your husband. Let's say. Teresa and Mike. Got married. They had three kids. And they're five. Eight and fifteen. Say for example. They have an argument in front of their children. And the husband decides he's going to hit the wife in the face and push her to the ground. Now that young man sees that and says, oh, okay, daddy did it so I can do it too. And then the females will say, oh, okay, that's how a man's supposed to show love, by hitting. You know, temptation of doing evil things. Or temptation of doing things that you're not supposed to do. For example, cussing, being abusive, taking the easy way out. That's what I mean by temptation. Maybe even drinking or drugs or destroying your body because you don't want to take the time to deal with a situation. And then it affects people around you. And last but not least, deal with stress effectively. If you don't deal with your own stress It builds up. It changes you. It changes the way you do everything. Believe me. I've been through it. And I'm learning how to deal with stress. In a lot better way. Things that used to bother me. Don't bother me anymore.